0: Hey everyone, I'm Angela.
1: And I'm Andy.
0: And welcome to The Magistream, a podcast for Majestans, by Majestans. Please note that the podcast, The Magistream, is not to be confused with the in-game Magistream, a wave of living magic that refreshes the Majestans' health and abilities at sunrise.
1: On this episode, we'll do a bit of catch-up and talk about what happened on the final spring event, May 26th through 28th, as well as our first fall event and I will answer some great questions, and we'll hear a performance by Simon shakurka Garin.
2: People don't understand it Say I'm too old to believe in magic Your only limit is what you can imagine So come and listen, la-la-la-la-la-la Still dreaming of your last plot? After game ends, do you feel lost? Are you worried we forgot you? Introducing the magistrate, come ascribe in anything, be your bridge between the games. People don't understand it, they say I'm too old to believe in magic. The only limit is what you can imagine. So come and listen, la 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 la. So come and listen, la 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 la
0: So Andy, what did you do on your summer vacation?
1: Oh,
3: well, I mean, did
0: you even of... have a summer vacation?
1: <laughs> well, I had somewhat of a summer vacation. I uh. I didn't do nearly all the stuff that I wanted to do <laughs> magistrate wise, but <laughs> sure. I had a nice break and I uh, went to uh, Rhode Island with my family. I've got a big oh, nice. extended family. My mom's got a family of eight siblings, four oh, boys, nice. four girls. Um, and so we've been doing that for, we used to do it back when I, my uh, grandmother had a beach house down there. And she'd rent it for a month and then a couple families would visit at a time but Mm -hmm. now we just rent a big house for a week and split it like 30 ways uh, with all my aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like that and play nerdy games and sometimes go to the beach and it's a lot of fun
0: that's awesome that sounds really great
1: yep what about you
0: ah ren (laughs) fair that took Uh, up yeah (laughs) probably the uh the good portion good chunk of of the... the summer yeah uh Which is actually why we didn't get an episode out right after the the last right. spring event um Andy was very nice and <laughs> knew that I'd be uh completely you know taken up with the ren fair uh but it was good We had like forty five hundred people, which is nice. the biggest fair that we've ever run to date um and we got nothing but good feedback so yeah uh so that was good um and then right after the ren fair, we went into planning for Magistries. so yeah. <laughs> You know, With it's been, no break it's been in busy, between. <laughs> it's been a pretty busy summer. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Cool. So now it's time to finally get back into our podcast, which I'm really excited to be doing again. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. was telling Andy before we started, uh, I'm a little bit nervous today because <laughs> I feel like it's been it's so It's like, long. okay,
1: how do, how do we do all these things? All right, how, do we, <laughs> how do we set it up? Oh we, oh, we forgot to do this thing. Oh, okay. And then, you know, getting ready to record and just like, all right, all right. We can do this
0: <laughs> if we have to scrap the first 10 yeah. minutes we'll do yeah. it
1: <laughs> you may be listening to take two or three or five but it doesn't matter it's take one to you
0: <laughs> yeah so we're here and we're we're good and uh we're gonna start off by doing a little bit of a an event recap from mm-hmm. well, well actually from the first from the last spring game and then we're gonna go to the first fall game it's a little bit of catch up that we're playing here um So, the the last spring game was actually held at Marshall's Landing, uh, which was Camp Timber Trails, and it was a heck of a game. (laughs) You guys finally got out, um, but not before a load of stuff happened. I guess we can start a little bit by just just talking a very little bit about what had happened before this event. So you were in Marshall's Landing, you were all stuck, and you began finding breaches of Invergence Energy coming yes. through yes. The, uh, into the world
1: yeah and we had to tie them close with astral cords
0: that you got off of some of the projections that came through Yes, and uh, the more breaches that you guys closed the less powerful the Invergence creatures would be when they got through so I think you guys did a pretty good job of, of searching for all of that stuff
1: yeah, but we fought some like the Invergence creatures and the the Bloodlitch. Well, we didn't really fight the Bloodlitch, but he was he was there um at the end of the previous event and uh yeah, after we like held them off for a while, I guess the Portal Authority came into town and and just set up shop and said that they were in charge of the town, which was lots right, of Right.
0: That's what happened, right? Like the uh Portal Authority kind of busted through and was like, "No, we got this." And then the the Bloodlitch kind of took off and uh, the town was under the jurisdiction of the portal authority for a little while yeah <laughs> and you guys found out about who Percy was and you know the thing in the thimbles and yep. um, you found out that the citadel drained some psychic energy you you know, per- Percy soaked up a bunch of the spiritual energy that was left behind and you guys managed to uh,
1: with some uh, slime crimes <laughs> did you did you hear that term yet
0: oh my gosh well i heard it i heard oh, it yeah. you guys were saying after it, the and, event yeah well no every time somebody came up and it was oh. like i completed my slime crime <laughs>
1: <laughs> i got slime I, crimed twice i, I heard got, you
0: had a really poignant one.
1: Oh yeah so like Eleonora was like all right i got this thing that i need to do do like are you okay like it's gonna be really bad like i need to kill you are you okay with that i'll bring you back and i'm like Okay. And that was you know, it was about what I expected, although I didn't expect my entire body to be withered to destruction. And she didn't and she didn't expect it either. But then but that wasn't nearly as bad as Dogwood taking the letter that I wrote him and ripping it up in front of me.
0: While he was crying. While he was crying.
1: Like he just like he just comes up to me like right this is right after like I got killed by Eleonora. My body withered to a husk and then brought back to life. And I just get my legs under me again. And then Dogwood comes up and with the saddest Dogwood eyes ever, rips up this, uh, like I said, him like a, a legend lore, like because he's, le- he's just became literate and he wanted a pen pal. And so I, I wrote him a letter and then he takes it and rips it up in front of me.
0: Oh, my goodness. I mean, perfect slime crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... But, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> all right uh where so...
1: where were we <laughs> oh yeah so the the slime crimes uh to sort of soak up the spiritual energy um
0: right and to to kind of get percy to to regain some sort of uh, yeah
1: and it gave those people the ability again, to reconnect or... with yeah reconnect with uh percy and sort of bring him back to sentience again yeah yeah because like people were reading the the like the bits of his story, and it's like so sad, like he was like a little kid, he was like what like nine or ten years old
0: mm-hmm. yeah that, when that's he got like so thrown far. into
1: a sewer and transformed yeah. into a monster
0: you can thank you can thank Dave Kochuk for that one <laughs> yeah thanks Dave, <laughs> especially the uh the young kid part I thought it was it was a good story though it was and, a good story uh, it was a very good story it was fun to to play out. All right, so all that stuff kind of happened like before, before the event, um, and then on Friday of the event, everybody, anybody with a mind in Marshall's Landing received a telepathic message from hmm. the Mirith, notifying them that they had until sunrise on Fortune Day to yeah. prepare themselves for relocation to the <laughs> Evernight Forest. Yeah, I don't remember um, how it
1: referred to us, but it's basically like stowaways in the fortress. Like, <laughs> just so you know, hold on tight.
0: Right, um, and this was mostly because of those breaches. Uh, that you know, the the citadel was kind of breaking down. Uh, and the Bloodlitch actually, like we it, back in Ops, we called it blew the lid on the the portal anchor, mm. and the Invergence was flooding into the area and started to breach the walls. So the Mirith was were like, hey. Evernight Force looks like a good place to stash this and
1: uh Oh yeah, thanks. They were
0: just going to move it without any regard. They were going to gonna just there. like
1: drag it across the landscape of Majesta leaving a mile-wide 30 something mile long scar on yeah. the face of Majesta. And so yeah. we tried to get a hold of them and like uh could could you not do that?
0: <laughs> yeah. And Humphrey also, you know the Bloodlitch also when he was causing all these breaches, I think he repeatedly uh asked you guys or told you guys that it was totally cool if you went through the breaches to get to get out like that's cool oh yeah yeah no that's cool
1: (laughs) yeah that's very that's very nice of him to encourage us to do that
0: (laughs) um so because uh you know all of this stuff kind of happened on on friday night because all these breaches started happening the portal authority got upset um and came in and blamed you guys for it right
1: yeah that was that was a rude wake up because um, okay, here's the thing. I'm still mad about this. Kyle did an excellent job. <laughs> Kyle did an excellent job. He, I lots of props to Kyle for that. But like, you know, I had got up in the morning, put a magic lock on the door, because um, you know, there's crazy virgins things, and spiders and stuff running all over the place. And I'm sitting there at the table, um, in my nice heated cabin. Not not to rub it in, but <laughs> and um, like, there's, I see him coming up to the the porch and i'm like oh, who is that and i see the portal authority symbol and i'm like oh, i should get up and he like opens the screen door looks at the door says huh and then dispels the lock first then knocks then immediately comes in <laughs> and i'm like i mean and he's like hey there's uh just so you know there, there's like rips and there's inversions stuff coming through or whatever and i'm like could 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 you have done that in a different order like you could have you could have knocked and then waited you could have like you could have blinked through it you could do all kinds of different things to open that door but instead you dispelled the 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 protection that we have up first then knock, and then without waiting for a response, immediately enter?
0: I mean, the and only like reason was, you would lock your doors against a, you know, jurisdiction. To protect our property and our, and our lives.
1: And our lives. <laughs> what's your what's your badge number? What's your badge number? I asked him his name and he would not tell me. So I asked him his badge. Like, as he was, like, walking away, like, I walked back into the cabin. and I'm like, oh. And I, I i didn't know if this would work or not but i figured knowing organizations like the portal authority it probably would and i just walk yeah. back outside and shout from the porch what's your badge number and he shouts <laughs> shouts back a number and i write it down i'm like i i'm like fumbling for a pen and i'm like five seven eight two four five seven eight two four, and then i write it down and then i go to file the complaint with uh with you guys the uh-huh. with the portal authority like i'm like i like to file a complaint and then uh, like it was like you and toner were there i talked to toner first and then he's like okay you'll need to to fill out a form I'm like oh i've i've got it right here like i I've, I've written out i've written the complaint out already and he's like oh do you want a job and i'm like no no i'm here to complain i'm here to complain about the portal authority and then yeah, i go to you helpful. and you and you're like oh i got a i got a form here somewhere and you couldn't find the forms i'm like oh well, i've got it in writing here and you're like oh do you want a job
0: Whoa, whoa! I didn't offer you the (laughs) job. No, you didn't offer me the job right away. Okay, okay. Until after I asked for it in triplicate, and then you had it, and then I was. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) I didn't have it in triplicate. But you're like, you're like, you're like looking at what I wrote down. It's like I can't really do anything without his badge number. I'm like, it's right there, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, it is. Okay, all right. But and then, (laughs) and then like, yeah, it was like I want to complain about this guy. He was unprofessional, um, and like. He uh, had no concern for our, our 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 property and our 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 privacy and stuff like that. I don't know. Port authority doesn't care about privacy and stuff. But I just <laughs> I just like I like I wanted to get my complaint out in writing. And I'm like if and I said like if you want my assistance in any further matters, please uh, contact me in writing and fill out the appropriate forms. And I had I had made oh, a couple of beautiful. forms. Yeah, I made a couple of forms. The one seventeen. R for uh, asking for Riven's, uh consultation on stuff, um, which comes with a one silver filing fee um, <laughs> when 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 you sign it. And then there was a one eighteen P if I have to go through any portals. Um, and yeah, I handed you those like, and you're like, oh, I, I'm gonna need this in triplicate. I'm like, oh, okay, here you go. And I gave you three <laughs> copies of each. Uh, yeah, and then then you offered me the job, but
0: yeah, it, it was beautiful. I was oh. I was super impressed.
1: You gotta you gotta fight fire with fire. That's true. And when it when it comes to and Rybin is
0: perfectly equipped to fight. <laughs> this is a fight that fire. I am well prepared for. <laughs> so yeah, the, the portal authority uh, came out on not... Friday night and, or you know, late or early Saturday morning, however you want to call it, and uh, wanted to question the PCs about what was going on with the breaches and the telepathic message. And uh, the director decided that he, you know, wanted to try and, and match the pieces to the essences that, uh, to the residual energies that had been left around the portal anchor. So in order to help enforce this, he they brought out uh, a construct that they, you know, use uh, every now and again to make sure that obedience is, is being enforced. Um, and I think that actually the construct came out first uh, and then the, the director came out and, like, was able to calm it down, but he was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then after they, you know, did some essence matching, then then the night was pretty much over, with the exception of maybe a couple of, I don't know, spiders or zombies or something. And then, yeah. So Cornelius came in the next day, and... Talked about how the Portal Authority had taken his construct, so the yeah, big his... one that came out the night before was actually one that the Portal Authority had confiscated from Cornelius, yeah, um, and then used it, you know, as their own little toy. So, yeah, then Cornelius, did, you know, told the PCs the best way to to get it back and had them collect some of the items that they would need to to, con- to control the construct, and he complained an awful lot about Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Cornelius may or may not have an ongoing rivalry with Marshall Van Doren. Um, yeah,
1: I found a letter that he wrote, like, being Marsh- like, Marshall thinks he's so great. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he really has all these guys doing stuff for him. And
0: Like, I think Marshall's airship is, like, a foot longer than Cornelius's. Yeah. So Cornelius built a tavern that was, like, a oh, cubic like... foot bigger.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So it's it's a pretty great rivalry. So in order to collect one of these items, the PCs actually had to go deep into Spiderwood Glen. Uh, and when yeah, they it was did, fun. they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys met up with the Spider Queen. Yep. Yeah, going to the Spiderwood Glen, they met up with a mysterious stranger, um, and then throughout the day, there was you know a lot of mirith around, and then there was a lot of Portal Authority agents walking around. And uh, there was apparently a, a pretty epic scene between a couple of portal authority agents and a portal jacker and the rest of the town. The, the portal authority was trying to grab a, a portal jacker. or one of the, It was one of the, uh, the company. Yeah. One of the portal jackers in the area. And uh, the town was not having any of it. <laughs> so. No,
1: I tried to stall them as long as I could with paperwork, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, Saturday night, there was problems. Oh, um, the 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 Portal Authority sent out their construct to try and kill Percy, um, because oh, yeah. the Bloodlitch had planted a letter, supposedly written by Mar- Marshall Van Doren that had blamed Percy for being the problem with. Uh, yeah, which was blessing. not the case at all. Right, <laughs> yeah. it was it was you know a, a completely planted letter. It was a setup. Uh, Humphrey was trying to clear, you know, provide a distraction for the portal authority as well as for the townsfolk right. Right. so that... Pit us,
1: pit us against each other so that he could burn down the portal authority uh, headquarters.
0: Yeah, which he did. And which he did. Everyone was killed except for the mechanic and for Andredge, both, both of whom yeah. uh, seem to have been able to escape. Did you guys find out about that on Saturday night, or did you not find out about that until Sunday morning?
1: Um, we didn't find out that the Portal Authority place was burned down until the next morning, I think, when oh, okay, some sort of Invergents, a couple of like like dying, possibly Invergents, flooded uh, Portal Authority members like staggered into town.
0: Some and of them then, still had your paperwork uh, on them.
1: Some of them still. Yeah, someone like someone found some paperwork. <laughs> it's like. Right, right, but you might want to take a look at this paperwork. I'm like, this, this is mine. That's that's my complaint letter that this guy <laughs> had on him. Yeah. And the so, uh, the form that I made him fill out before I let him search uh, Summerl's uh, <laughs> Summerl's little house.
0: Yeah. So yeah, pretty much all the, the portal authority um, was killed off by Sir Humphrey the Bloodlitch. Um, Later in the morning, uh, the boogeyman came to Marshall's Landing trying to figure out why he wasn't able to give nightmares to the people within Marshall's Landing. Hmm. And eventually he learned that there was an convergence connection to Brim, Brim being the uh, the dream realm for people that can't dream in their own dream realms right. or for realms that people don't People from realm.
1: dimensions that don't have their own dream realms, like the Merith, because the Merith don't dream. That's what I was dream. trying to say.
0: Yes, I was trying, I couldn't figure. I couldn't remember the word dimension, so I kept saying. Realm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dream realms. It's places that don't have dream realms.
0: Yeah, because because
1: yes. those realms are not connected to dimensions. That's the word.
0: Yeah, so he wanted to go to the Tolgi Wood, to uh, or to get the Tolgi Wood to grow from Brim into Marshall's Landing. So the Tolgi Wood being a uh, you know a, a forest or a wooded area on the dimension of brim so he took a couple of players with him to brim they acquired a tolgi wood seed um, which the players then planted uh, in marshall's landing as they were dreaming right. and they were, you were able to therefore keep the citadel in place from actually moving it was kind of like a bargaining chip and did the Mirith come out in the wee hours or was he no
1: not till the next morning
0: oh, okay and you guys were able to, to talk to him then?
1: Yep, yep. He was looking around for stuff, and we're like, hey, what are you looking for? You're looking for something. We can help you find it. And it took him a while to admit what he was looking for. Uh, but then when he found out that it was the nightmare seed that was planted by the boogeyman, he's like, oh, so the, the Effialtus wishes to bargain. It's like, oh, for, fine, call him, call him that if you want. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we managed to bargain with them to... We had to, like, we had a from our conversations with it previously, I don't remember if it was that last event or maybe it was the event before. Like, we would managed to initiate a conversation. Like, it sort of, like, it basically viewed us as sort of, like, lab rats living in its sort of cage that it had set up. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't necessarily set it up to cage us, but we, we came in there, so it started, you know, it was just, like, sort of studying us. And then when we started talking to it, it's like, oh, huh, that's cute. Um, <laughs> and then... uh when it found out that we had new stuff that it might tangentially be interested in, um, we started like trying to figure out what what it would let us talk about, and then what it like. We started talking about some things, and then it would say, "If you can answer this question, or give us give me this piece of information, I can, I will answer one of your questions." Some of it was stuff we didn't want to tell them at all. Um, <laughs> It's like even if we knew that we wouldn't tell you um sure. and some of it was like okay we might be able to get information on that and yeah on the final day we were in marshall's landing it came out looking for the nightmare seed so it could you know remove it so that it could move the citadel and like we basically bargained with it like okay we will we will help you move it like we can do it but we'll only do it if you we'll, can do
0: it without dragging it
1: if you only do it without dragging like fine but you have to do something for us. We got a list of a couple of things that it was interested in. All like, like powerful, like overworld or multidimensional controls, spanning stuff. Mm. Um, like it wanted like well, one thing. It wanted to know where the clones of Valarius were kept. And that was mm. the one where we're like, no, even if we did know that, which we don't, we wouldn't tell you. <laughs> Because no one should bring back the clones of Valarius and free them from whatever prison they were put into. One Valarius was enough, to almost completely like destroy idea. Majesta. We're not gonna know. Um, that, so that was one of the things we're like, no way. Um, mm-hmm. it wanted, a couple. It wanted to know about gifting Overworlders. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, a hundred percent why, but probably because the Overworlders created the Universal Mind, and they're creating a they created the universal contrivance and the universal contrivance didn't work right. So they probably want to know about the gifting overworlders in that regard, but sure. we're, we're working on what we can find out. And then once we find out the information that it might want, then we'll decide whether or not we give it to them. Right. Um, there are a couple other backup information things that we're also looking at. And we, we basically worked out like we have two years to get it. The piece of the information, like in significant information about the the gifting overall is whatever it deems to be significant, um, and if we don't do that within two years, we have a six month extension to to get it info on one of the other topics. <laughs> I tried to get a one year extension, but um, that's the best deal that we could make.
0: <laughs> well, I mean that that sounds fairly reasonable.
1: Yeah, yeah, we I, the the consequences to us if we failed to follow her on this were unclear. <laughs>
0: So, well, those are the best kind of consequences.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know. That was that was the best deal we could do.
0: <laughs> so after you convinced the uh, mirith to not drag the Citadel to yeah. the Evernight through Majesta, um, then you had to go figure out where the last of the portal anchor chains was, and that was so that you guys could fix the portal anchor, so that people that had portal keys could hopefully open it and get you guys out of the rapidly disintegrating Marshall landing yes so you went back to spiderwood glen to rescue the mechanic who had tried to banish herself and accidentally you know banished herself to the spiderwood glen Mm. uh, which which was not great for her um
1: just so full of poison
0: it was actually yeah so full of poison it was actually pretty funny um when people came up to me i'd actually been in a crouching position with my coat pulled up over my head like I was hiding. Um, and I had someone come up and be like, just just clarify, do you have a head? I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely hiding. They're like, okay, you just had to make sure, just had to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, paralyzed, full of poison. So, you know, you guys got, got me out of Spiderwood Glen. Uh, I told you where the last portal anchor chain was. And then you guys went, uh, I guess, was it just Dogwood that went to go find it or...
1: Um, I don't remember who we sent first. We sent, like, we sent a couple people.
0: I think Dogwood went. I think it's a couple. you sent a couple of people after him to make sure that he was Yeah, like, then we sent a retrieval
1: team like for the retrieval team. <laughs> because <laughs> right. we're like, it's been a while. Well, let's just make sure they didn't get ambushed.
0: Right. So as they were doing that, the Invergence really started to op- open. And um, Humphrey the Blood Lich came out and tried to prevent you guys from fixing it. Because he wanted you to all go through the Invergence. Yeah, um, But you guys managed to, to get it fixed, and with the help of Finley and a couple of people who had portal keys, you managed to keep the portal stable open long enough for most people to get out. Um, there was just a couple of people that ended up getting sucked into the Invergence, whether because they were dead or for other reasons, and you guys did have a couple of uh, people try and stay behind to to go and rescue like various PCs that were left behind or NPCs yep. or what have NPCs. you. And we had said that by the time you went back on like your second trip, the Invergence was just like so much. there. You know, it was so taking over so much and so bright that you really yep. couldn't see who you were rescuing. You just started... <laughs> um... Just
1: grabbing forms and pulling them through.
0: <laughs> right. And the, the real kicker behind that is is that as you pulled them through, you weren't entirely sure where they were ending up because the portal was semi-stable and uh you pulled people through and at least as far as you know like all the all of you as PCs ended up at various places that were affiliated with Concory Majesty throughout Azuran so like mm-hmm. whether it was a temple in you know Mahitomo or whether it was somewhere in Tradegate or whatever but everyone ended up at, at a different place and then Concordia Majesty was very uh, helpful and sent you guys on your way to your travels. So yeah, that was uh, the majority of the last spring event. Goodbye, Marshalls Landing.
1: Good riddance, Marshalls Landing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's the general feeling. But at the very least, it feels good to be back in Elmerton now. Yes. Alright, well let's take a a quick sponsor break. This sponsor break is actually brought to you by the Massachusetts Renaissance Fair. Uh, the Mass Ren Fair is actually hosting a villain-themed masquerade ball on November 4th from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. at Chesterfield. So it's going to be held in the dining hall. Uh, tickets will likely be about $60. Uh, We're still debating that a little bit, but it's almost certainly going to be about $60 for a normal ticket, which will include dinner, dancing, some shows, and uh, lots of other activities. There's going to be options to upgrade your ticket uh, with various things, whether it's for the souvenir goblet or whether it's for a photo op or what have you, Um, but there will also be a full VIP option as well. You can dress as your favorite villain from literature, history, TV, or movies and wear a coordinating mask to go with that costume. If you don't have a favorite villain or if you're not super keen on the the whole villain thing but you do want to come to the ball, that's okay. You can can still come. Formal attire will work just fine, but masks are mandatory. Uh, This is an 18-plus only event and IDs are going to be required for entry as well as for drinks. Um, and if you want to come but you don't have the cash for such a thing, we do still have volunteer spaces available that will allow you to dress up and come to the ball for the low, low price of helping us out. And I think there will also be brownie points involved for people who are involved with Magistry as well. Nice. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, I got a bunch of friends who uh, might not be interested in Magistry but might be interested in this, so.
0: Yeah, we only have uh, 150 tickets total, 150 spaces. Uh-oh. So once they go live, I think they're going to get snatched up pretty quick. So next, for the, for the first time in actually a pretty long time, we do have a command perform segment. So sit back, relax, and listen to the dulcet tones of Simon Shakurka Garin singing us the song of Northshire Lake.
3: sky, build me a scape, build me a nice house on North Shire Lake, float on our backs drying figure we we'll float for miles on North Shire Lake, we've been dreaming out loud, but there's no turning, no turning back now, no. Build me a sunset with your set of paints. There at our nice house on North Lake. Build me a story with a surprise again. Build up suspense and then kiss me instead. Our bed is patient as we lie awake There at our nice house on Northshire Lake We've been dreaming out loud There's no turning, no turning back now, no Build me a sunrise with your set of paints There at our nice house on Northshire Lake
1: Thank you, Simon, for that lovely rendition of the crowd-favorite Northshire Lake.
0: It's in my uh, playlist now. <laughs> yeah,
1: mine too. Um, <laughs> I love that song. It's it's one of the best songs. And he does it uh, so well. He, he does it so well. Um, and uh, it's just nice being back in Elmerton and hearing that song. Speaking of which, segue! Yeah! Uh, so we arrived back in Elmerton. Which, while we were gone, had been protected by the Blessing of Elmerton, um, which is the uh, sort of totem that we got restored from a previous timeline that protects, protected Elmerton and kept it like, safe and uh, relatively boring um, in terms of like, suppressing magic, especially um, like necromancy and other hostile magic. Um, Yeah,
0: but everyone who cast magic would actually have seen that it was a lot harder to do so, if not impossible, under the blessing of Elmerton.
1: So, conveniently for us as players of the game, but perhaps not so convenient for the people of Elmerton, the blessing of Elmerton (laughs) disappeared, um, like a few days after we got back, like a few a few days before game started. Some of us had been back already, but um, and the area was also full of a lot of um, Sadius cultists. Um, who are throughout the area who are um, people that's like some people had asked uh, questions about what Sadius cultists are, or just given blank stares. when we talked about Sadius cultists um, and Sadius cultists are people who like worship and follow Sadius Majestus, the creator of Majesta, and they uh, exist mostly in like tri- tribal societies that are um, led by wise women and. Um, they a lot of Sadius cultists don't speak the common tongue um they speak the is it the ancient or creator tongue, so sometimes like it's difficult to understand what they're saying you catch a few words here and there, but they'll say uh you know stuff like magi sadium um a couple other things they'll they'll say repeatedly but mira like within the last like year or so that we were um in Elmerton before we left for Marshall's landing had been like chosen by some of these sadious cultists as their wise woman. Um, so some of them appeared on Friday night and were friendly and were, like, saying Mira's name.
0: Actually, the cultists were still saying Vera's name, although it might have sounded like Mira's name. We were certainly friendly, though. Uh,
1: but they were talking about, some of them were talking about how they got a new new wise woman. Um, we
0: saw Vera.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and that uh, that happened at the same time that their, they're like, their totem... Like moved, that it was up in the like they we were pointing up to the tourney field and now it was down by the lake, which up on the tourney field is where the blessing of Elmerton was um, down by the lake is where a corrupted uh, like a uh, totem was um, that was placed there a while ago by a bunch of Sadius cultists who had had their essence corrupted by uh, Valerius, who was the, the sleeping lord who sort of usurped Sadius Majesta's position as the sort of person responsible for the dreams of Majesta and guarding their essence and instead like corrupted them all, and he sort of he, yeah he woke up sadius and kicked him out of bed and was like, "Hey, hey, wake up, okay. I got this job now, you work for me, <laughs> go get me some essences and make them fresh
0: <laughs> Pumpkin with
1: some spice. ice with some ice cubes in it, yeah yeah <laughs> um so Valarius and uh Zalbatul, now that Valarius has been um defeated who's like one of the three greater Dacamore, and it was the one that sort of didn't show up when um, the town of Elmerton defeated Valarius and thus didn't get his ass kicked, and <laughs> uh, still had a lot of his uh, hel- held on to a lot of his power, um, and has been sort of manipulating and corrupting essences throughout Majesta. Um Anyway, Valarius and Zalbatul are the ones sort of leading that, and Zalbatul is the one leading that and corrupting essences, um, and. Uh, particularly sadious cultists, unless they're protected by a wise woman. But I don't know, maybe it was because I don't want to blame Mira, but maybe it was because we weren't around there. Some of these cultists had their essences corrupted mm-hmm. and got a n- new wise woman. We saw Vera, who uh, coincidentally, Lady Vera of House Lavendros disappeared uh, like sometime when we were in Such Marshall's Landing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the Baroness had gone with us to Marshall's Landing. Uh, Lord Lord Renoir went to the northern uh, um, lands that had been acquired by House Lavendros. And uh, Lady Vera was holding down the fort and uh, in um, the manor house in Elmerton. And just kind of disappeared without leaving any notes or telling anybody or anything. (laughs) So that was weird. Hmm. And, and it's just now so these, weird that
0: the cultists are yeah. saying, "We Vera. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, it sounds like Mira, but not quite. But it sounds a lot more like Lady Vera Lavendros.
0: <laughs> did you make that connection, like, when they first started saying it?
1: Um, I made it shortly thereafter. I made it that night. Like, they might not have still been there. Yeah, it was I like, was... Did...
0: When we first started planning it, I was like, you know, I'm not sure how many people will remember Vera. Like, I've only I don't been think too out, think, people... twice in game.
1: I don't think too many people did... Um, you were there at a at a dinner, yeah, uh, and like you made Magento write out an indentured servitude contract for for Wilhelm. <laughs> yes, I did. Because slavery is illegal in these parts. <laughs> yes. It is. Um, and then yeah, you were there for one other thing. But I talked to you like a bit more as Riben, and uh, you the, you Lady Vera was the one I asked for that nice map of uh all of the. Uh, uh noble holdings. land noble holdings yeah so i don't know if yeah. lady vera drew that or not but i know you drew it <laughs> you 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 like drew out and and colored it all pretty and stuff but i remember lady vera
0: well that's good i'm glad that there was some connection you know, well, there would have been some connection eventually anyway but yeah we yeah. were a little bit worried that no one was gonna know who it was but yeah, like eh, it works anyway
1: yeah, other than the Baroness Renoir and Xanthos one of the only Lavendros people that I know so
0: yeah I mean she's not even a very powerful noble she's just she's like noble yeah. status which is like oh, she one was, above knight
1: yeah she was uh I was like a yeah Kinsway thing as well there was a Banta Kinsue, um, thing with the, like where Winlock was controlling them with the tattoos or not controlling them but making them kind of uncontrolled right um so she was she uh you played her for that as well and maybe one other thing but yeah
0: yeah so yeah friday night was when you guys kind of discovered that you know because the sadie's cultists got got all wonky on you guys and did some fighting and
1: yeah they yeah they like mira and tatanga and a couple others like went off with them and then they just kind of turned on them apparently
0: yeah all right so then later that evening uh, um, later
1: that evening, yeah, Jack had a vision, which normally his visions are, like, much more significant, but all he kept talking about was, they're gonna take our beds. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, And some DOD cultists came and tried to, like, take our beds. <laughs> like, right after that, right after that vision. Um, and yeah, Jack was going a little bit crazy. I don't know if we went straight from that to some ashenite in the, in the tourney field. I think that might have been significantly later, but... Yeah, there were Ashenide in the tourney field, and you know Jack is all about uh, people having like free will and control over their own like minds and bodies, and so he is trying to he's been trying to like take the craziness out of the Ashenide um, so that they can be self-directed, uh, but that involves taking the craziness onto himself, and like it it like was too much craziness for him to handle, and he kind of went a little bit crazier. We had to sort of reel him back in. But we found out later that uh um there's probably the Arius Umbra, the guild of shadowmancers, um, that are trying to take control over the Ashenide Dreamers, of which Jack is now one. So that's kind of what was going on with the Ashenide. There was also a pair of spirits that evening that came and wanted to wanted people of Elmerton to tell them the story of how the the time when Vorcarian was sent to the shadow realm by this imp during the time of uh, like devastation, and we got instilled with the the knowledge of well, once we told them the story. We gathered a, a large enough audience to uh, have people participate in the story and just listen to the story. And it it took like several people to you know piece together the different parts of the story to tell mm-hmm. it correctly. Um, and then when we did, we received an iamb, iamb uh, like a metric foot, like in uh, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. you know, like a short. Syllable so we'll followed by a long one. Da 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 da. Right. And the I am that we got was one belonging to the incarnation of death, and it was the dark. And that's all we know. We don't know what it's <laughs> for. Uh, but It's part of an incantation. Uh, we don't know exactly what it's for, but we did get another piece Saturday, and yeah. So keep an eye out for that. I'm not sure what's going on with that yet, but we'll find out. I think that's pretty much it that happened. Friday night, gathering day night.
0: Yeah, that sounds, sounds right. So then on waking day, oh, by the way, uh, the DOD were trying to steal your beds because you guys oh, had yeah. been gone for so long. Right, that right. The town yeah. was the town was empty. DOD came Which, in.
1: Which, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose that's fair. Like, uh, I think it was you at times. Like, I didn't hear anybody call fives. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah, Some royalties end forever
1: yeah so people were uh were like who are these people the the dod for those who don't who weren't around for it um they have been plaguing elmerton for like years and because of the time jump probably generations of of, of dod members have grown up hating elmertonians and the and the nobles too but elmertonians right up there with the nobles um yeah. Kneelers and royalty worshippers and foot kissers. Uh all that all that stuff. Um yeah. They uh they've been around for a long time. They were originally displaced like back in the end of the age of arrival due to some sort of like tax incentive for people moving in. These people got displaced. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. And then um yeah, and then they've sort of like been hitting like this was the town where they were before. Elmerton, and I always pronounce it wrong. It's either Hannesville or Haynesville. Haynesville. I don't. Haynesville. And uh, they were led by Jake Horian, uh for a while until he kind of moved on to bigger and oh, bigger things, better things probably, for him. But, um, yeah. but they, uh, like they served, uh, they were the DoD, they were Disciples of Dissension, and then they were, they were the Disciples of Devastation and now i think they just call themselves the dod when they call themselves anything at all i i still find it funny and point out the irony of them all wearing matching tabards when they're anarchists and want to destroy all organizations and structure
0: <laughs> well you know i mean you got to have some way to recognize <laughs> each other
1: yeah i suppose but yeah they took our beds cuz they like they decided that it was their town that they they squatters they just moved in and they're like well <laughs> No one's here to say we can't, so (laughs) I hear there was some nobles, but they're all gone or got turned into cultists or whatever.
0: Yep. All right, so then come waking day, I feel like you guys got woken up by some...
1: Oh, exploding goblins.
0: (laughs) Exploding goblins.
1: That's right. Yeah, exploding goblins. Goblins with explosives, not just like strapped to their back, but sort of like fused into their bodies (laughs) along their spines or something so yeah we learned that they have explosives
0: they were just showing people their boomsticks
1: yeah sure (laughs) and those explosives could theoretically be disarmed but if you're not good enough to see how many explosive charges are there don't touch it because once you pull the first one the fuses start so to speak
0: (laughs) and then later on in the day uh you were attacked by psychic constructs.
1: Yes, um, which were these constructs that were created by the Vigilant, uh, which is a a hive mind, a, a mage's guild that was once a hive mind in the service of Valarius the Sleeping Lord when he was sleeping in Sadius's bed, and they were sort of his like sort of propaganda arm and um, spy police service, um, and uh, but of course they they abandoned their hive mind they started a project to like rebuild their hive mind after valerius was defeated but they claim to have given that up but we do know that these constructs were designed to harvest psychic energy and we don't want to give them any because whatever they're doing with it it's probably not good whether it's creating a new uh vigilant hive mind or uh channeling it to the arius umbra so they can convert it to shadow energy or do something else with it which yeah, the arius umbra is the shadow mancer's uh guild that I mentioned a little bit earlier so we people la- later in the day after like we we fought those psychic constructs for a long time and I know people got a little bit discouraged but um uh, some members of the vigilant came by and were like oh yeah those those were those were ours or they used to be anyway our bad like good job good job fighting them and not giving them any psychic energy hmm. um and we're like do you know how to defeat them and they're like oh oh no no we don't know how to defeat them but <laughs> Good, good job not giving him any psychic energy. People were like, like uh, one of the newer players uh, w- said something to the effect of, like, I don't know whether to be encouraged by the fact that we didn't, like, give them what they wanted, or just discouraged by the fact that that's all we managed to do. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, yay, that long fight was for t- not bad stuff, not-. but no, it was fun and uh they were uh,
0: particularly good at controlling fallen townsfolk too
1: yes that was yeah which is uh good good on the good on the staff for making good use of scant uh npc resources but yeah (laughs) it was it's also fun to fight your uh fellow towns members from time to time but yeah so they were they were doing that like in the past like one time they came into town and like they would like a lot of times they would control like fallen towns members but sometimes they would just like not control them and just give them psychic weapon enchantments and then wake them back up and then we would hit them with psychic and then they were getting what they wanted (laughs) so we're not doing that anymore um and we did a good job of not uh using psychic stuff i accidentally like spell turned something on one of them and it was they cast a psychic spell and i like spell turned it onto them and then i'm like oh wait i don't want to do that I dismiss my spell? Yes! Okay, I can do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I remember hearing a lot of people being like, guys, can we hit them with psychic? Like, no, Rybin said not to. (laughs) Yes! Rybin said no. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it it was was pretty good.
1: Yep. Um, And yeah, the Vigilant also, when they came back later, they told us like, yeah, we're not in control of those guys anymore. That's the Arius Umbra. Like, they kind of took over a portion of our tower that had those psychic constructs in it. They weren't combat ready before when we were working with them, but they are now, apparently. So good good luck defeating them. We don't know how. So I don't know whether to be, like, pleased that the information that we had was correct and that the Vigilant is being relatively honest with us or just discouraged that they don't know what's going on and how (laughs) to fix it. But
0: yeah. Yeah um so you also met Oridor order Aliosius primrose harkin yes who is the newest harkin family member
1: yeah i think we might have met him on friday night i think it was dark when we met him yeah david just is out and he's just like hi i'm, here. I'm just here to say hi big fan of you guys like you want to join the gatekeeper <laughs> <We're> like no, no <laughs> do you want to join not the gatekeeper so yeah, I mean that was it was nice of him to say hi. He was like, you know, you know, what are you, you going to do? Kill me? It's not like, it's not like that's going to do any good. I'm just going to go back to the gatekeeper and come again. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a fair point. You make a good point. <laughs> that said, we're still not joining the gatekeeper.
0: Yet. Wait, what? Yet. What? <laughs> All right. So, what else happened? Let's see.
1: After dinner.
0: There was the Terramore, Terramor, right?
1: The Terramore, yep. Whereas we called it the Rockamore, uh, but it was an earth-infused Dacamore that's been following uh, Vonlin for a while since she left the frozen frozen marshes. Marshes. I wanted to say frozen swamp, but I knew that wasn't quite right. And it was apparently seeking Kenkori Nistra, the uh, one of the major guilds that I'll talk a little bit about in my uh, Ask Ryban, uh segment. And it seemed to be on the way to green shadow which is a a place that's um was created by a uh nistra member who was a member of town um and that's infused with like nature and shadow energy which is kind of their their thing uh yeah. but we stopped it from we stopped it from getting there and vonlin managed to like talk with it and converse with it and i don't know if it left in peace or just sunk back into the earth or or what but one problem, I'm not, I'm not, not actually
0: a hundred percent sure either, so reary. I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair enough. I, fair I, enough. I, don't, I can't confirm or deny, but.
1: Um, and then yeah, and then we had to deal with um, the Sadius cultists and uh, and and Lady Vera. Um, I'm sorry, Vera. Vera,
0: not, I was just going to say that Vera. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: with the help of a couple Sadius cultists, Ram and Doro, who were not corrupted and Mira learned uh, uh, how to do a thing as a wise woman to protect them uh, from Zalbatul's control of their essences um, and using her like psychic or moon energy to sort of shield and mask and hide, hide them from Zalbatul so he can't uh, control their actions and send them against us and other people who don't uh, mean them any harm that was a long fight but it was well done. Lots of props to uh, Linarian for guarding that corrupted totem and poor, poor keeping Linarian. and keeping her away from that as long as she could, which was yeah. not long enough. But it was it was a pretty long time.
0: Well, it was funny because I walked up to that totem, and I just saw her by herself, and I was like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> like, and the way she was sitting, like, I knew yep. she had a circle of protection ready, and yep. I was like. Oh, sweet child. <laughs> like you are by yourself. Um, she did... It was very heroic. She did, yeah. you know, do what she could to, to yep. stop it. Yep, and I um, heard her
1: calling out, and Simon, Simon and I both didn't... We didn't get there quite in time, but...
0: Just barely. But yeah, uh, Vera got away in the end. Um, she was very close to actually, you know, not getting away. But mm. in the end, she called on Tool to... To get her away and that happened. Essence still corrupted and still, you know, very much alive.
1: Alive's good. Essence (laughs) corrupted not so much.
0: (laughs) So then Fortune Day was super rainy. Yeah. Um and so therefore you had a DOD peaceful sit in protest (laughs) instead of going out and fighting in the rain for a wake up call. Okay.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was an interesting change of tactics um and yeah,
0: yeah. no it, it was actually pretty fun you, I gained, think... you
1: gained a lot of respect from members of the town for those those peaceful tactics
0: <laughs> i think uh the dod that went to upper cap and got a a civics lecture from jack oh yeah <laughs> i believe the uh the chant was massive amounts of planning um <laughs> Oh, I forget what the first one was. I was down with nobility, massive amounts of planning, one day coup was the, the chant that they came up with. And then, you know, I'm not 100% sure what happened to the ones that went to Lower Cabin. And then I don't know. we went to your cabin and the director's cabin and yep. uh, got <laughs> confused a bunch yep. and <laughs>
1: yep. Yep.
0: commanded to leave a bunch.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although yeah, I, I such... hear I hear there is the beginnings of a beautiful relationship between one of the DOD members and Riven. <sighs>
1: Stop. <laughs> you did give me that flower.
0: I did give you that it flower. It totally
1: wasn't a delusion that you gave <laughs> me that flower that you stole from me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but then uh later that day, you guys went to a chaos-filled cave in Mama's woods.
1: Yes. Up the hill into Mama's Woods, which was was a good call that everyone was in favor of.
0: Yeah, I heard that when when we first sent out someone who was like, "We need to go to Mama's Woods." Everyone was like, "Ah, uh, Mama's Woods being like outside across the bridge, right across it's a good the bridge, dumb." Yeah, and then they're like, "No, there's a cave. It's just a, it's just up we have to go way. this
1: way to get to it." <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So Mama's Woods, um, was corrupted by a by forces of chaos, planted a jilmer seed, which is a seed for this, like, giant sentient tree which grows in a grove in, uh, Toskendo, however you pronounce it, uh, which is down the coast, east coast of, uh, Azeron, like, Washington, D.C. area, maybe, maybe a little south of there. and. So yeah, the Gilmer seeds are these like intelligent trees that are like giant trees and talk with each other and have magical powers and bestow that power on wood wardens. But these, this one was corrupted by chaos and um, was planted in Mama's Woods. And uh, some people, uh, Semerol, maybe Lenari and a couple other people, like got the chaos out of the Gilmer seed and out of Mama's Woods but had to put it somewhere and they put it into a rabbit which turned into this jackalope a uh like an antlered rabbit that has been like hopping around and spreading chaos and getting like other creatures stone creatures and other weird things to uh like follow it around and stuff Um, and they've got a plan to deal with the jackalope but they need to get to it first and i think the, this cave of chaos thing was a means to try to get to the jackalope to get rid of it and get rid of all the chaos corruption and take care of that. And I yeah. think we made progress with that. I don't know exactly how much or how close, but.
0: I think the cave closed at least.
1: Okay, that's good. Did we turned the cave into a person.
0: <laughs> I, the cave you, was a person. Chaos? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. There was a talking piece of cave we cast stone to flesh on it and then it was a fleshy talking beast of cave but i feel weird Uh, man uh
0: chaos mods are my favorite
1: yeah paul and then your your little hand puppet thing was uh my favorite part there
0: i had a lot of fun with that (laughs) just making everybody dance I, I was involved in three serious relationships <laughs> <And> everyone, oh, <laughs> yeah. over the course of the cave mod. <laughs> and then, yeah, like everyone was
1: like, you had like, like like, five or six people dancing around. And then like, I, I mentioned that gave you the delusion that the music was like really Very sad. sad. <laughs> and then you're like, like well, you guys are dancing weird to this music. And then everyone's like, just starts dancing slower. <laughs> but they couldn't stop dancing. Yeah, uh,
0: Good time
1: good times
0: so yeah um i guess that is pretty much the end of that event
1: pretty much
0: so the next event is going to be the 22nd if i'm not mistaken yes the 22nd it's coming up yep. in Soon. just a week and a half
1: well from when we're recording this you could be listening to it on the way to the event itself That's true who That's knows true. Watch the road. Drive safe. Definitely. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed here are for informational purposes only and not for the purpose of providing legal advice. The opinions of Rodman Van Holt are completely in-game, may not reflect the opinions of Andy Doucette or Magistrate Staff, and may be factually untrue. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome, especially when time travel is involved. Ah, hello! It's so good to be back in Elmerton, drinking this pumpkin-spiced ale. Let's get to some of your letters. Mythium writes, What is the difference between the different mages' guilds on Majesta? Concori, Nistra, etc., and some fun background information on them for flavor. Excellent question. Many mages' guilds on Majesta uh, bear the name Concori which I believe means circle or court in the ancient tongue. Hold on. Um, yep, it's, defi- it's definitely court. Uh, so, Concori Majesta is Majesta's most prominent mages guild. They have offices and towers in almost all major cities and outposts and affiliated guilds and many minor ones as well. Members of Concori Majesti can be identified by a narrow stole they wear draped on their shoulders. The colors denote rank, but I don't know which color denotes which rank. I know that orange and yellow are at least two of the colors. Kinkori Ire, the raven court. Yes, it's definitely court. Why was I thinking circle? Oh, anyway, uh, Kinkori Ire, spelled A-Y-R-E, like the island of Turl began as an ancient druidic sel- sect, an ancient druidic sect who transferred their spirits to gems they called raven's eyes, which then transferred their spirits to raven eggs. In the first time cycle, the sleeping lord Valerius corrupted almost all of Majesta's essence, and Concori Nistra moved their Tower of the Raven across time and space to get a second chance to defeat Valerius. That is why the Tower of the Raven is now just outside Irvinshire's capital city of Point Edgar instead of across the sea in Turlire. Concori Nistra, also known as the Court of Carrion, derives its name from the martyr druid Nistral. Nistral, was a member of Kinkori ire who gave up his life to save the others. Vorcarian sent his spirit back to Majesta, along with others who used the raven's eye gems, the same ones that the Kinkori ire used, to transfer their spirits to unhatched eggs. But serpents consumed these unhatched eggs. They were reborn as scaly, non-living ires called dyers, Vorkari or carriars. Vorkari like Vorcarian and is like carrion. They became an order of dark druids who respected death as an important part of life. They had some control over the dead, uh, but they did not use their power for evil and were not necromancers. Kinkori Drachy, the Hatchling Court, was a guild founded by a Drakean named Nazar, who was a hatchling, a draconic humanoid with the ability to grow into a true dragon. Originally, they only accepted fellow hatchlings, but shortly after their founding, they began accepting shapeshifters of any type. Kincori Drache was scattered and disbanded shortly before the end of the Age of Arrival by an abyssal entity known as the Wolf Lord. The Vigilant, which does not have Kincori in its title, was a magus guild created to be the eyes and ears of the Sleeping Lord Valerius. They were to remain, well, vigilant, and be wary for activities of uh, Valarius's foes, most notably allies of Sadius. They were a hive mind, and rooted out dissenters who would upset the Sleeping Lord's plan, They also distributed a great deal of misinformation putting forth and propagating a great deal of propaganda including stories and myths that painted the creator sadius in a bad light and themselves as the saviors and protectors of all they were defeated when Valarius was however they still exist as a mages guild and have a tower that's a two-day walk away from elmerton Uh, they claim to have abandoned their attempts to reform their hive mind and have recently provided information to the town that appears true as uh, i have mentioned earlier but the information that they provided doesn't speak well for their competence. Uh the information I was uh referring to regarding the Arius Umbra setting was setting up shop in their in their tower of Mount Greylock, the Arius Umbra is a guild of shadowmancers from Dant, another dimension which is where Sadius, Valarius, and his Dacamore, uh the Elf Kenrindel that the city Kenrindel is named after, and many others uh, hail from, but that's a long story or a series of long stories. For our purposes, uh suffice it to say that the Arius Umbra is a guild of shadowmancers that have broken from their main guild on Dant. Uh, due to Majesta's abundance of essence compared to other dimensions, they have become more powerful while here, and they were already pretty powerful to begin with. They're certainly working with a gatekeeper. The town has been provided information that they may be working with Shakurka, they may be attempting to control the Ashenide and performing other activities and actions that threaten the lives of beings across Majesta and beyond. Next question, Magento asks, "Who would you wed, bed, or kill Solon Mira, and Magento <sighs>
0: um
1: okay, I feel like the answer to this is super obvious. Uh, I mean other people can have different opinions, but uh wed uh I would have to say Mira, not just because she is a like a very good option on her own um like very thoughtful, and particularly for me as a scholar uh that's where my interests lie but also um Solon and Magento just seem like terrible options for that. no offense in terms of bed, it would definitely have to be magento uh you know he talks about his activities a lot, and I just want to see for sure if if how good he is um also um I'm not sure if. Uh, Solon's a good fit for me, so I'm going to have to say kill Solon. Sorry about that. Anyway, that's all the time or effort that I want to spend on that question, so have a good night, everybody.
0: Goodness gracious. Well, that completes our tenth episode of the Magistream. Woohoo! Woo! We are back in action now, even though things are super busy, but we're gonna keep this up. Uh, so keep an ear out for more. Thank you to Laura Button and Anthony LaRosa for submitting questions for Rybin to, to answer. And thanks is. to Artie Cote for his submission to our you Command Perform segment. And Thanks again to Sam Rochford to listen, for writing our theme music. La, 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 la. You can find more of her music at facebook.com forward slash Sam Rochford Music. And as always,
2: thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Introducing the Magistrine. Come ask in anything. Be a bridge between the games. People don't understand it. They say I'm too old to believe in magic. The only limit is what you can imagine. So come and listen, la 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 la. So come and listen, la 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 la.
1: This podcast has been a production of Magistry. Copyright P Double Games. You can find out more about our LARP at magistry.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash magistry. If you have comments, suggestions, feedback, or questions, you can email us at themagistream at magistry.com.